Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Palmico Dog Training Q&A. These live Q&As are held in the Palmico Inner Circle. And the Palmico Inner Circle is a closed Facebook group for people who are following the Palmico Dog Guide. And the Palmico Dog Guide is an online video series where we are filming the entire training of a dog from start to finish, showing you everything that I do right from the day I pick up a, an eight-week-old pup. We're showing you crack training and kenneling and socialization and um, house training and training of all our commands and leash training and everything. Basically showing you everything I do as a professional dog trainer to raise and train the perfect dog from start to finish. And we're also showing you what I do to train older dogs that have deeply ingrained bad habits and what we do to work with those and fix those. That's the Palmico Dog Guide, and you can find that at Palmico Dog Training on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And there's a whole bunch of posts and updates and heaps of info about us, and there's also links to the Palmico Dog Guide. You can jump over and watch the full trailer there, and you can ask, send us messages and ask us questions. I think we've got a comment from Jamie. Bring it on. <laughs> Sweet. I'm glad someone's here, Jamie. We're, we stuffed up our dates, and um, I don't think anyone knew we were running this today until last night. <clears throat> I think we had down the 20th when it was really the 13th. Um, I've got a good question from JJ there on the post where we posted... Um, you know, post your questions here for the next Q&A. But I want to cover off another one that I had come in. It was sort of, it's sort of a bit of an anonymous one. Um, someone was asking it in private messages. And I said, it was quite a big question, quite a long question, a message. And, you know, I'm sort of running, I really am running out of time to answer all of the questions we get via message and typing them all out and it's a pretty hopeless um, sort of medium and platform trying to answer complicated dog training troubleshooting with your typing it out with your thumb you know in a Facebook message or comment um, and that's the whole idea of these Q&A's but this person said there's other people involved in this so I don't really want to like, come on a live Q&A and bring it up so I just want to talk about it anyway anonymously this person's question was um, the following, I think they're following the Palmico dog guide and the blueprint, or maybe just the blueprint. But the main question was the following one of our video series. It was going really well. They were making progress. And then all the stuff started going wrong. And it's all due to other people in the household. Um, I'm guessing, just at a guess, it might be like a flat, a flatmate situation. And their flatmates have a dog that's not being trained at all, and it's not kenneled, it's just free running around the whole time. They're trying to kennel their dog and train it to be calm and relaxed in a kennel. And this other dog's like running around. Sounds like it's almost antagonizing it 
from outside the kennel while their dog's in the kennel. Um, the other people are also letting their dog out of the kennel while the own, while the person who owns this dog isn't home and teaching it all sorts of bad habits, doing all sorts of crazy stuff with it. And now their dog is getting issues in the kennel. It's barking at this other dog and it's always super excited and crazy around these other people around home. It's just making it really difficult. And they kind of ask the question, how do I keep training my dog properly with all of this stuff going on? And it was very similar to a question we had in the Big Game Indicating Dogs Q&A today where someone said, how do I, I'm having trouble in training with a dog that has free reign of the house and just runs around doing what it wants the whole time. How do I keep, how do I fix these issues I'm having in training with this dog that's just running around free run of the house the whole time? And my answer to that was you don't. <laughs> you stop giving it free reign of the whole house the whole time and then it'll be more attentive in training. And I went into quite a big long talk and that big game indicating dogs Q&A talking about how dogs prioritize activities. And when you give a pup or a dog a whole heap of free time to just run around tearing it up and playing with toys and um, interacting with all sorts of different people and jumping up and all this out of control chaos and excitement, when you then go and try to teach a dog a good stop drill or a good heel or a good recall, which is all really important things that you really do need with a dog to, for it to have a long-term, happy and free day-to-day -day life where you can take it out into public and different areas and let it off leash and let it run around without the risk of some bad stuff happening or it learning really bad habits that are going to cause you to um, have to restrict its freedom later on. You know, things like dogs running around um, out of control and people letting them off while you're not at home and no routine and structure early on makes it very, very hard to train a dog. And then the dog's just not going to, if it's having all that fun and freedom the whole time, especially if it's getting a bit chaotic and it's doing that for hours and hours a day or even an hour or so a day and then you're trying to do 10 minutes of structured training each day that structured training is very boring and a very low priority activity compared to all that freedom and chaos and excitement that the pup's experiencing all the, the rest of the time. So that, that's a huge one there on that question. And, and you know the answer, I don't have an answer for how do I keep doing all this stuff wrong while still getting a good result. I don't, I don't have a solution for that. My solution is do everything right and you'll get the good result. And that's really what Palmico dog training is all about. And we do it in as easy and fun and most relaxed way possible while still getting the result that we want to get. And we always need to keep in mind that the way we do it like this is so our dog doesn't learn bad habits and can enjoy fun and freedom for the rest of their lives. We keep everything controlled and structured for the first 8 or 10 months 
and our dogs start experiencing more and more fun and freedom as they get older. So by the time they're about 12 months old, a year old, they've got 10 to 12 years of fun and freedom with no bad habits for the rest of their lives. However, it's very easy to give a pup or dog fun and freedom for the first 8 or 10 months of its life wind up in a situation where it's got loads of bad habits and then you have to restrict its fun and freedom for the next 10 or 12 years or even more. So it's a little bit counterintuitive. It's restricting their fun and freedom early on for the first 8 or 10 months so they can enjoy freedom for the rest of their lives. And, and giving them too much fun and freedom early on can cost them a lot of fun and freedom for the rest of their lives. So that's my answer to that anonymous question and I really wanted to hammer it out. I went over it in the, in the Big Game Indicating Dogs Q&A. I wanted to open this with it here because it's really the basis of our whole training systems, you know, and it, it is designed with the dog in mind and with, with giving the dogs the best lives possible. Um, Jamie, what's your? I had a big um, talk about your wine. Did you? Were you there for the um, big game indicating dogs one, mate, or were you doing other stuff? Um, JJ, I'm trying to work out how to pronounce his last name. Hanran, JJ Hanran or something, JJH. We have an eight-month-old Irish Red Setter. We have used many of your videos online for his recall to great effect. To this point, we could walk him off his lead for the last two months. Recall, etc. very effective until last week. He has now started running off after other dogs. Another dog recently started doing this to him from a distance. Possibly a learned habit. Don't know exactly what you mean by that. Another dog recently started doing this to him from a distance. Oh, so the other dog was running up to him from a distance. And then he's seen that and gone, man, this just running around like crazy with other dogs is good fun. Let's do this. He also recent he is also recently doing it when we're on our own with zero distraction. When approached and commanded to sit and wait. For his lead to go on, he persists with playful bounding and barking. There's a question here. Typical red setter behavior. We hear, question mark. And there's another part to the question. Uh, it's very frustrating, as you could imagine. Considering we've started off so positively, we have decided to remove his freedom short term to walk him on a lead for the next week with a gradual increase of time off lead if behaviour follows accordingly. Is there any other any other advice you would recommend from the above? Okay. Um, so there's a few parts to this. I'll just start picking them off. And I'm not going to do them in order. He's asked the question, typical red setter behaviour. I've had had experience with setters. I had a setter. Uh, it was an Irish setter too. His name was Irish. Big red um, Irish setter. 
and um, yeah, he was a goon, man. He really was. Like setters can be incredible dogs. They are in that genre of dogs that I would call high drive and slow maturing and can take a lot of training, you know. They're definitely in that bracket for me, more so than, say, a um, heading dog, very trainable, very fast maturing um, as a generalization. Uh, Labradors tend to be pretty easy, and there's a few others, you know. And um, if, if I look at the difference between training a heading dog or um, a Vizsla or a German Shorthair Pointer or... <clears throat> an iris setter there usually is a difference you know there really is so that is a factor here um now you've been running him off leash he's eight months old now and you've been running him off leash for the last two months so you started doing it at six months old which is okay but really you know even in the palmico dog guy we started giving miko freedom sessions um, at about that age but only but not around distraction you know and you said he started running off after other dogs recently um and i i'm i think you have maybe given him a, you've, i think you've given him too much freedom too soon you know you've it's that whole um freedom and responsibility and um you know, setting a dog up to fail and just doing it too soon and and taking the dog out, um, letting it off the long line around distraction, around other dogs running around, you know, that's that's pretty high distraction. Like with Miko, Miko's about 10 months old now um, and we just started in a couple of updates that we put in the Palmiko dog guy going and we do this in the blueprint as well, go over how we incrementally start increasing distraction on the stop and we do that all with a long line on and it's all controlled instruction and little step by step you know um <clears throat> and i'm guessing we're in the palmico inner circle here so i'm guessing you're following the palmico dog guide i don't know if you're following the blueprint as well but um you know in the blueprint um eight months old you're a little bit ahead of the timeline in the blueprint and you're ahead of the timeline in the um, Palmico dog guide too if you're talking about um, being off the long line around other dogs running around. So that's the first big one for me would be just, and you've done the right thing, taking a step back, back on the lead. Um, what does it say here? You're saying you're walking it back on the lead. So I'm hoping that's a long line and not instead of a short leash because... Long line's really good in that, you know, the dog can actually get some room to move around you and you can keep the slack out of it and actually let the dog run around and you can drop the long line. I mean, all the stuff we do in the blueprint and the Palmico dog guide and using that long line as a, a big stepping stone. I mean, it's basically what all my training is, is long line training and it's like a buffer between being on a short leash, 100% connected to me and having more freedom to move and we can use that long line we can stand on it we can do non-communicative turns with it um, we train our turn command with it um, we, we can set up all our range and loads and loads of stuff 
And that's a huge step between being on a short lead or being at heel and being completely released with no lead or long line at all. You know, and we do a lot of work with that long line. Um, so I'm hoping he's back on a long line. So he's learning how to play and move around and have a bit of fun and freedom while also having that attentiveness, you know, and that's a huge part of what we train with the long line. Having that attentiveness, keeping an eye on you, you've done, hopefully you've done all your um, recall training, getting that solid, um, and it's, it is, it's really important that you do that all step by step and get to the right point before you give, because once you've given that dog that freedom and it's broken and ran and chased and done all of that, um, that's exposing weakness, you know, and that's one of our, um, that's one of our Palmico principles in the Palmico dog guide, we've got our principles there in a separate section and exposing weakness is basically setting a dog up to fail and it ends up doing something like that, running and breaking, chasing another dog, you're using your recall command, it's not listening and that's tr exposing weakness, your weakness in that the dog realises, hey, he can't actually do anything to me. He, he, he's got no way of backing up that verbal command. And once you've shown your dog that, it knows that, you know. And um, I'm not saying it's the end of the world. Um, Miko's done it a couple of times. She's gone on a couple of little romps. And, and we're going to cover that in the Palmico dog guide. Um, where she's been out of my reach or she's been off the long line in a freedom session. She's seen a bird or something, gone to chase it. I've called her once and I can see she. I'm at risk of using my recall over and over and her not listening. I've just let her charge around. I've sort of turned around and walked away and I'm showing her. Um, so there's just nothing in it for her. I'm not standing there yelling and yelling and showing her I'm going to chase her and track her down. And I'm not using my recall over and over, exposing more weakness. And with Miko, she's done it once or twice. And then she sort of stopped because the bird just flew away and, and she got nothing out of it. And then she turned around and wondered where, wondered where I was and come running back. Um, so it's not the end of the world either and you can work back through it. But um, yeah, it's just important that you, you keep that long line on and keep working with your dog properly and... and Getting them really ready for it too, you know. Um, not just, oh, okay, I think it might be ready. Um, but just consistency and and repeat and repeat and repeat and get your dog to the point where it's ready and then, just, and then keep doing it to the point where it's boring. You know, your dog's bored with walking on the long line. It's walking past distractions knowing that it can't um, chase them and it's it's not even thinking about it as much anymore, you know. Um, and then that becomes habit. And then later on, once you've done enough work, you can let the long line off. And your dog's got that habit of listening to the recall or staying attentive. Or even just that habit of walking past distractions. Get it used to the idea of walking past distractions. That's a big one too. Um, another one is <clears throat> separating freedom and control from training 
and keeping that separation in place and not sort of uh, not making taking the long line or leash off a signal to go for it and tear off and do whatever you want because you can do that and if you're you know in the um, in the Palmico dog I'll we talk about that and the way the way we end freedom sessions and the way we separate um, freedom and control from training um, excuse me the way we separate fun and freedom from control and training it's quite important and you don't want to blur the two together and you also don't want to set up any triggers like I just mentioned if you sort of walk with your dog on the lead and it's at heel and you've got it under control you don't want to then pull it in unclip the lead and unclip it and go way you go and make that lead coming off a signal that no more responsibility you can run off and do what you want that's an important one too um and you know we cover that sort of in depth in the in the blueprint and we're just getting to that part with Miko now I actually had Miko off the long line <clears throat> down at the beach the other couple of days ago just testing it and just having a double check of where we were um, before we start making videos on it and really breaking down that whole you know setup of getting a dog off the long line and tra transitioning off the long line to off-leash control, it's quite a big um, topic, you know, that we're sort of only just approaching in the in the Palmico dog guide. Um, Jamie, did you have any, does anyone have any other questions? That was the two main questions that we had here. Um, the comments on my last on the last live video I did were a bit weird and I think I could see a few comments um, after I ended it that I couldn't see during the live Q&A can only see one comment here I can see it's telling me four people are on yeah so that's that's about it guys um, Yeah, so Miko's going to be um, transitioning off the long line around distraction soon, you know, and she's 10 months old. We're sort of going to be working over that over the next couple of months. Um, started doing some retrieve work with her. Uh, her heel on a short leash. We've got her on a short leash now. Her heel's going really good. She's sleeping inside um, out of the crate now. Um, she's going good as gold with that. And, yeah, she, she's really getting there. She's, she's getting there to, um, there's not much to go now, you know, she's sort of 10 months old, another couple of months of training and making videos and she'll be, 
you know, 95% of the way to a fully trained dog. Um, you know, we, we welcome any questions or suggestions of what people want to see in the Palmico Dog Guide, anything that we haven't put in or you want added. Um, and we'll be doing some more work and training and videos with Bo as well. That's something I really want to hook into is um, keep loading up that remedial training section. Oh, yeah, we've got another question here. TJ, <clears throat> I have a, an 11-week-old Weimarana pup and, and all I'm doing is recall and sit with the occasional distraction. I have him sit at home for going in and out, but when I take him training on the long line, he hates sitting. He'll do it, but never straight away like he does at home. Any tips? Um, I mean, first thing first would be 11 weeks, super young, you know, so I wouldn't get um, too frustrated at this stage. Um, I'd just keep it, keep it relaxed and just keep repeating the the process you know just keep repeating those drills um you've got your pup on the long line so it's just those same things you know um, 11 weeks old yeah you're not even at the point where you want to be introducing like real strict um really forcing the pup to sit you know you're still at the point of just linking actions to commands um, but you've got the long line there so you can practice your recall and just gently push the pup's bum down and just linking actions to commands and what's the what's the word i'm looking for here i'm having a word blank um we're not disciplining a, an 11 week old pup for not sitting you know, um, just linking actions with commands, really working on that bond, and just you, but just gently push the pup's bum down. Just say sit, push push the bum down, give it a pat while it's sitting, and release it. You know, I, I wouldn't be stressing out about it. Um, if it's doing it at home, that's fine, and I'd just keep repeating without too much pressure, and just let the pup come on, and it and it's time. You know, um, and that's a good this sort of how we set up our um, training is again, you know, the pup or dog, it can't get it wrong, it's on the long line, you can pull it in if it's on a recall and you can stop it on a sit, you can stand on the long line, step in and push the pup's bum down um, and just repeat and repeat and, and the pup would do it. You know, I've talked about this in other Q&As. I had it with Print where he wouldn't sit for ages and I, I had my... Uh, it's just trust in the process. You know, I had my process. I had my 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 sit drill, which with that process it involved standing on the saying, saying sit, giving the command, standing on the long line, stepping in, pushing his bum down, stepping back, waiting, stepping back in, giving him a pat, stepping back out and releasing. And he wouldn't sit down. He'd always stop. I'd say sit and he'd stop and look back. And, but he was supposed to sit and I'd just calmly step in, push his bum down and he'd, his bum would go down and he'd sit and I'd step back and it'd be okay. But the amount of times I had to step in and push his bum down was crazy. It was just over and over and over. 
but I knew just had to trust in the process and let him come on in his own time. There was no point in rushing it or me getting frustrated or forcing it or putting too much pressure on him and breaking down our bond. I just kept everything light and I'd just say print sit and he'd stop and look back but wouldn't sit and I'd just step in, push his bum down as soon as he was sitting, good boy, keeping it light and then I'd step back, move, step back in, give him a pat, good boy, step back and then one day, he did that for, it felt like forever um, but it was probably only two or three weeks and it was the same thing, it was like I, I was thinking but I knew you know, because I'm a dog trainer. But a lot of people do get frustrated. They think, man, why won't he just sit? Um, but in our training, we do start a lot of stuff early. and But we do it in a way where we're not disciplining the dog. Um, you know, we're not looking for full compliance. That was the word I was looking for. We're not doing compliance work. Um, we we're really forcing the dog to do it. Um, in that first month and then um, putting a whole heap of pressure on the pup if it doesn't listen we're just linking actions to commands um, and yeah TJ just said okay if it's just a time and consistency no dramas yeah sweet um, <clears throat> and it's a, it's a super common one and, th and that's why I sort of don't mind monologuing on it too and, and the whole idea of these Q&A's is um, is answering this and going over it because you know a lot of people listen to these and um, they get a lot of listens on our podcast and we get a lot of feedback about it um, how how many people are liking it you know so um, it's sort of answering the question for a heap of people so Jordan how long should I keep my pup in a crate during the day even when I'm home um So it's kind of as much or as little as you like, you know. Um, on a lot of stuff like that, and people say, how many sit drills should I do? Or how long should my sessions be? Or what? how should I do this? Or how should I do that? A really good rule is, as long as you're still making progress, you know. And it's the same with all that fun and freedom stuff. And how many freedom sessions you can give a pup or a dog, and how long should it spend in a crate or a kennel? It's as long as you're still making progress. So if you're managing to give your pup or dog quite a bit of fun and freedom, and you're still progressing through training properly, then you're good. Um, but if you start having tr problems somewhere, and it might be when you do put your pup or dog, you, your pup's not spending much time in a crate or a kennel. And then when you do go to put your pup or dog in a crate or kennel at a time when you don't have time to directly work with it and it starts whining, then you've got a problem and then you need your pup needs to spend more time in a crate or kennel while you're around. You need to be more, um, you know, sort of tactful with it and um, be a bit more controlled and structured with it and you know go through all of the techniques that we use in the palmico dog guide or the deer dog training blueprint and work with it while you're home and get your pup or dog good in the crate or kennel um that's really it so there's no subscribed it should be x amount of minutes or hours it's just whatever works for you you know and and it's really comes back to 
um, if your pup, you know, and sometimes it, your pup or dog might be getting impatient in the crate or kennel, it needs a little bit more time out to be happier in there. And you've really got to use, you know, we talk about um, using reason and judgment a lot in the Palmico dog guide. And you do have to, you have to read things and, and um, use your judgment on some of this stuff. Um, and yeah, does that answer the question? It's really just trying to do everything properly as well as you can. And as long as you're making progress and you're happy and you're on track, you're fine and you can give your pup more time out of the crate. Start running into trouble. you got to really start thinking about what you're doing and really follow it, follow it to the book. Any other questions? Just trying to think of what other stuff we can go over. There's not much really. We've just been flat out. Um, got quite a few different things going on. Um, at the moment, it's sort of doing a lot of organising and we'll be back on track. Um, more organised in February. Catching up on the Palmico dog and throwing heaps of content in that. TJ says he's been doing two on and two to three hours off like in the dog guide and that has really worked for me. Even when I leave him in longer, he goes well. Yep. Yeah, so it's really just trying to watch your dog. And you do get to know them too, you know. Um, yeah. like And it has a real accumulative effect like that. Um, I know if my dogs have been having more time out of their kennel and I've been taking them for more and longer runs um, and training sessions, then... And I think, man, I actually want to head out this afternoon and I might not be back till 10 o'clock so my dogs are going to be in the kennels for five hours. Um, if the week leading up to that has been... Um, they've been getting a lot of you know exercise and that. I know they'll be fine with that. But then other times I know, man, they're going to be quite... They're going to be pissed if I leave them in there for this long because we haven't done much over the last week or so, you know. It's sort of accumulative. And... Um, yeah, you really get, you should really get to know your dog and know, you know, oh, I should really go and let them out. And you and you get to know their rhythm too, you know, especially with a young pup. Um, we've talked about this a lot before in Q&As. Um, if they start whining at a certain time early in the morning or something, and I've, I've recommended, well, and people are saying, man, my pup keeps waking up at 5 a.m. every morning. You know, when they're very first learning to crate train their dog, I said, well, get a, as soon as you work that out, get up at four and let them out. 
and let them have that toilet break and to run around for 10 minutes and put them back in and they'll probably sleep way through that 5am period. Um, it's really just about getting to know your pup or dog. Any other questions? Um, but yeah, Miko's going really well. I'm super stoked with where she's at. Um, like I said, I took her for a little test off-leash um, walk at the beach a couple of days ago. Heaps of distractions, just people everywhere. And she was good. I had the long line right there in my pocket, and I was sort of watching her, just gauging it, thinking, man, are we ready to um, start moving on to this stuff? And um, oh, Jordan said, thank you. Yes, thank you. I guess it makes sense. That's good. Keep us posted on it, though, on all of this stuff. Um, anyone asking these questions and I'm throwing out these big answers, um, let us know and get back to us. Um, yeah, so Miko's, that's where Miko's at. We're going to start working on transitioning off the long line around distraction. We're working on that new stuff um, that's gone up in the Palmiko Dog Guide this week. Um, there's some new videos in there this week um, on incre uh, increasing distraction on the stop. We've got Fly there running around and we're throwing balls while Miko's on the stop. Um, adding retrieve work. Um, Miko's been having a couple of swims lately, so we're going to go over that and um, you know getting your dog in the water and more more fun and exercise. Um, and yeah, it's just cool. She's such a cool little dog. It's a really hard case. Um, Luke has a 13-week-old bull Arab Kelpie. And he thinks he may have messed up and watered down his commander disapproval, especially when it comes to her nipping at people's feet. Although she's really good with kids, any pointers how to get a bit of authority back. Um, yeah, I'd go, I'd introduce the long line to that. Um, spoke about this earlier today too. Um, if I start running into something like that, where a pup or dog's doing something that I don't like, and obviously nipping at people's feet is, is um, could turn into quite an issue. I set the dog up, put the long line on it, and um, set it right up, put it in the situation where I know it's going to do it, and then um, command a disapproval and a check on the long line at the same time. So, ah, and yank. Um, not real hard. It's not about hurting the dog. It's just about that that physical touch, snapping them out of it, and linking that with the command of disapproval. And then... It's always important anytime you're, you're giving that correction, putting pressure on what you don't want, that you then give the pup or dog a positive alternative. So instead of just saying, don't do that, ah, don't do that, because the pup's trying to find something to do, you know, especially with people. The pup's trying to engage, it's wanting attention, it's wanting to engage. So, and this is a, a huge one in, the, in our calm handling video. We talked about this at length. Um, in the calm handling video in the Palmico dog guide. Um, I think it's in training Miko. It may even be in the remedial training section, but the calm handling one, it's about 20 minutes long. Um, 
and we talked about that and really obviously putting pressure on the pup or dog when it's doing something wrong like that, snapping at people's feet. And you can use the long line to, you're saying you're worried you've watered down your commander disapproval. You can use the long line to crispen that back up. Check on the long line with the command disapproval up with the check. And then you're trying to direct the pup or dog straight to what it should be doing instead. And in that calm handling video, we talked about catching a pup or dog out when it's calm and just sitting there and and talking to other people about that too if your pup's biting their feet and just saying oh she's just trying to get your attention so and then saying ah get out push her back but instead of just saying ah get out push her back and ignore her once she's standing in their suite for a couple of seconds go ah get out push her back and then the moment she's standing normally engage with her then and give her a pat you know and um, so you're giving the pup or dog that positive alternative, and that can be that's that is really important. Um, and you can be preemptive with that too. So, um, and we had that classic shot there in the Palmico dog guide in that calm handling video where there's um, a woman on the beach, lovely woman. She had a dog of her own, and she you know was all the good intent in the world. Um, and Miko's standing next to her, perfect, just standing there, all four feet on the ground, being really nice, just sort of waiting for some engagement. She's almost a bit distracted, looking off to the side, and the woman does nothing with the dog, no engagement, um, while Miko's standing there nicely. And then Miko looks at her, jumps up, because she's not getting any attention, and that's when the woman goes, oh, look at you, you're so lovely, aren't you? And wraps her arms around her and gives her a big pat. So Miko's getting ignored while she's being good, and getting engaged with while she's being doing what you don't want her to do, which is jumping up and sand all over this lady and all that. And, and I don't want her jumping up. It can be the same with negative stuff like nipping and things too. The pup or dog wants attention, so it starts nipping at the feet. And sometimes even negative attention is still attention, you know. Um, so it's just really about that and being preemptive of it. Um, and also tr not putting your pup or dog in a situation where it's um, doing that all the time too, you know, if it's like, oh, my pup's doing this um, nipping thing, set, set it up, get it on the long line, do a bit of work with it, um, give it a couple of checks, try to get to that positive um, outcome where you go, ah, cut it out and then it stops doing it and it's getting a pat for doing the right thing. Um, and then if you're running out of time to deal with it, then the pup can go in a crate, you know. Um, does that all make sense? There's some real gold in that calm handling um, video on that in the Palmico dog guide. There's a, there's a, I watched it again the other day and I, I went quite deep when I was writing that one. Um, and there's so many different ideas about 20 you could probably watch that over and over and keep picking up new things out of it um, but there's a lot in there yeah any other questions 
I'm stoked to get a few questions on this q and I, I didn't didn't know um, how many people were going to show up. The big game indicating dogs one was pretty quiet today. Sometimes there's a bit of a lag in Facebook too, in these live videos. And there's actually comments popping up, but I can't see them. I hear TJ saying, keep up the good work. Loving the Palmico Dog Guide, the Blueprint and the Podcast have been fantastic. Thanks, man. Thanks, TJ. Have to say, mate, crikey, it's been a, the last few months has been a slog, eh? Um, yeah, definitely need to, we're going to have a bit of a break over the next couple of weeks. Just have a bit of a reset and a reorganise and um, hook back into it in February. We pretty much worked straight through Christmas. Um, we've been all go since about May when we got Miko. And yeah, we've done a lot of work on the big game indicating dog side of it. Started the podcast, made most, you know, made the Palmico dog guide and tons and tons of um, admin in the background, like setting up the new websites and learning how to do all that. There's been, I can't tell you <laughs> how many hours and late nights we spent um, working on that last year. Um, it was crazy and then yeah working out how it all goes and um, trying not to go broke in the process and starting the podcast um, which has been awesome but it's yeah it's been a lot of new stuff a lot of learning um, so yeah we just need to take a bit of a break and um, come back at it with you know, because we, we just want to do a good job and make sure it's all done properly and as good as we can, you know, so we don't want to get sort of burnt out or frazzled and um, drop the ball anywhere, you know. But thanks for the comment. It's good to get feedback like that. We haven't had tons of feedback on the Palmico Dog Guide, but then we haven't really been marketing it that flat out either. We've just been um, focusing on making it as good as we can um, and getting as much in it before we, we market it really hard, you know. <clears throat> yeah, Luke. Yeah, well, that's it too. Is um, scheduling a bit of time off later in the year. And that that's another thing is, um, yeah, is getting into a bit more of that um, later on in the year for sure. Got our eyes on that. Oh, if there's no more questions for now, guys, we might shut it down. And um, we'll be posting on um, social media on Big Game Indicating Dogs and Palmico dog training and all of that um, between now and February for sure but uh, 
we just probably won't be doing any Q&As or any podcasts, um, but we'll definitely be out and about. And we'll see you back in February, where we'll be hitting it hard. Final check here. Sweet as everybody, thank you for attending. We'll see you next time.